0: I can't really hear myself out of one ear, so if somebody's gonna pray for me tonight, and I'm gonna be healed. And um, so I'm sorry if I'm talking weird. Um, I just want to talk about a little bit about what's going on in at Metro, real fast, with the revolution going on. I don't, I don't know if any of you know or understand like what is really going on. You know, I don't even think I understand what's going on. You know from one day to the next, the Lord is just moving like boom, boom, boom. You know, churches are just popping up like left and right. You know, people wanting to join the vision, people wanting structure, you know, having a desire to serve God, but not really knowing how. So what's going on is, you know, the Lord gave our pastor, Pastor Joe, um, The vision or or the the idea to go forth and just, you know, just put out ads and and just start announcing, hey, if you want to join us, if you want to get together with us, you know, to do the work of the Lord, just come do it. We're going to do it together. And so what's going on right now is many pastors have already called and made appointments to meet with um, our pastor and to get together. So we are in prayer right now. And if you're not, get in prayer um, to pray for this, just for a move of God to happen here in in America, here in the U.S., in a place like Valparaiso and Portage and and South Bend, in places that we don't even think about, you know, God can begin to do amazing, mighty things. And we are in prayer. Crossover right now is is going to be fasting this week, praying and fasting um, for a move of God, not um, just just to see His mighty hand move. A lot of people think that God. God is only moving in certain areas, but God is moving right here right now. People are getting saved, people are getting rocked. you know people who, who were backslidden are just starting to come back to the Lord and, and not and this time giving their hearts completely to God, not just making just some, a decision with their mouth but they 're making it with their hearts this time, and we praise God, and we give them all the glory. Um, we're seeing God move in amazing and mighty ways. And it's just not in the way that you would probably imagine or want it to happen. But God is doing it. He's doing a work. And and I want you guys to be in prayer with us to just expect mighty things to come and expect mighty things to happen through your life for God to use you. See, these things are not just for the leaders and the pastors, you know. And I'm speaking to myself here, too. I'm speaking to the elders and the deacons. You know, expect God to use you, to use us, to, to give us visions. You know, sometimes we have desires, you know, in us. And, and you can think, man, I, I really want to do this for God, but I don't know how. And and just speak it. Speak it out loud. Give it life. And talk to a leader, an elder, and then it'll happen. You know, when crossover was just an idea in my head. And, and I just happened to talk to my leaders about it. And and they prayed about it and it came to be and now you know we have this awesome ministry which I love and I know that you guys love too and another thing you know serving the community is something that I just I I had a desire to do it I spoke it out loud and now it's being done and I'm saying you know that stuff can come through you as well you know Pastor Joe had an idea it's not like he heard you know God speak out loud. You know, in an audible voice, it was his desire, his passion to serve the Lord. You know, of course, it was a desire that God put in there. But begin to, to go with those instincts. And we're not saying go all crazy, but come to your leaders with those desires. If you desire to do something great for Jesus, you know, in the ministry, in the youth ministry, do it. You know, talk to your pastor, talk to Susie, and it will be done. See, what we're trying to do is glorify his name, not glorify our name. This is not for Metro Praise. This is not, you know, for, the, for across the room. This is for the kingdom of God. And so go with those desires. You know, I've heard you want to do um, awesome things, you know, in, in Philadelphia. Do it. You know, get under some uh, some good people, you know, awesome people, and just do it for the Lord, and he will bless it, and he will pour it out. If you If you lay down your life, if you lay down your flesh, he will use you. He will use you in mighty ways. Amen? What else is going on? Our missionaries are in Mexico. Man, that's. Uh, that's great. I want you guys to pray for Honduras because I want to be next. <laughs> man, my desire is to go to Honduras. I was at a soccer game yesterday. Oh, my goodness. I've never seen so many Hondurans in my life. It was like, oh, it was awesome. But it's like, man, I want to preach. You know saying? Like, of course, we found a couple opportunities. But it was like, Jesus, this is what I want to do. And I've never heard God say, Griselda, you are going to Honduras. Never. It's a desire that's in me. It's a desire for you to do the worship, and you did it. You know when some people are just waiting for God to say, this is what I'm calling you to do. Stop waiting. If you're going to preach the gospel, if you're going to glorify Him, it's a command, so just do it. If you've got a talent to do something, if you're, you can do spoken word, if you can sing, if you can play the drums, if you can do the little two-step, do it unto the Lord, and He will be glorified through it. Amen? So keep the missionaries in prayer. Keep the revolution in prayer. Keep crossover in prayer because we're going to, I know that Street Ministries has been going out to Devon on Saturdays and we're going to be going out there. Um, we're going to be joining them and some other time throughout the week as well. So keep that in prayer because this is a predominantly Muslim community, correct? And so we're going out there. We were given a word and we just totally received it and now we're going to go forth and we're going to preach the gospel there. Um, and we're going to believe God for amazing things. Of course, it's not going to be anything that we can do, but we're going to be relying on the power and, and the power of God, which is how it's supposed to be. So many times we want to go out and we want to like persuade people, you need Jesus. It's like we're really trying because we know what it means. But when you're coming with Jesus and you're coming with the light, this is just so, you know, it's just on a whole nother level. The day that I got saved, it wasn't because the, the pastor, you know, persuaded me or he said, had some fancy words, but it was because the power of God was in, was in the place. And, and I got saved because my eyes were open. So we're going to go forth and, and we're going to go believing that people are going to just right there in the middle of divine, just get on their knees and cry out to God. And I'm not talking about saying the sinner's prayer. I'm talking about giving their lives over to the Lord, seeing them here praise God, testify in how they've been set free. You believe it? Say amen. Amen. Man, God is good. If you guys can turn with me in your Bibles to Matthew 16. Matthew 16. Ricky's going to put it up there for you. And if you guys don't have a Bible, we will get you one. All right? All right, I'll start reading. The demand for a sign. The Pharisees and the Sadducees came to Jesus and tested him by asking him to show them a sign from heaven. He replied, when evening comes, you say, it will be fair weather, for the sky is red. And in the morning, today it will be stormy, for the sky is red and overcast. You know how to interpret the appearance of the sky, but you cannot interpret the signs of the times. A wicked and adulterous generation looks for a miraculous sign, but none will be given it except the sign of Jonah. Jesus then left them and went away. When they went across the lake, the disciples forgot to take bread. Be careful, Jesus said to them. Be on your guard against the yeast of the Pharisees and Sadducees. They discussed this among themselves and said, It is because we didn't bring any bread. Aware of their discussion, Jesus asked, You of little faith, Why are you talking among yourselves about having no bread? Do you still not understand? Don't you remember the five loaves for the 5,000 and how many basketfuls you gathered? Or the seven loaves for the 4,000 and how many basketfuls you gathered? How is it you don't understand that I was not talking to you about bread? But be on your guard against the yeast of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Then they understood that he was not telling them to guard against the yeast used in bread, but against the teaching of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Come on. Everybody say Pharisees and Sadducees. All right, let's talk about them. The Pharisees and the Sadducees, you guys all know, were the religious people of the time. They they did not get along with Jesus. They did not get along with the disciples. They did not get along with each other. They had two different views. The Sadducees believed that there was no resurrection of the dead, nor angels, nor spirits in the visible world. And man was to be rewarded or punished here on this earth, all right? And the Pharisees held on to the Mosaic law, and they were very strict to it. And they did believe in the resurrection, okay? Now, these people were religious, and they're continuously trying to test Jesus, asking him to show them a sign. How many of you know people like that? You're a witness to somebody and say, well, when I see, I'll believe, all right? Let me tell you something. The Pharisees and the Sadducees saw Jesus Christ. Um, performed many miracles, and still, in the end, did not give their lives over to God. Still, in the end, doubted. There's some some people, now I don't want you to be discouraged after this, but there's some people that even after seeing God move in mighty ways, have not, I'll say have not, given their lives over to God. I've met many people who've been prophesied over, who've have, who have been, you know, sat in a service and, and received personal words of knowledge and still walk away the same, you know, and, and that's a terrible thing because, man, what else do you want? You know what I'm saying? You get a personal word from God and, and it's like you still need something else. You still need a sign. I remember, like, we went to Wright College and, a, and a, a guy told us, well, I would believe maybe if God did something awesome like, you know, made it rain hot dogs. Or something, then I'll believe there's a God. It's like, my goodness, man, it's a break that broke my heart. It's like that's not gonna happen, man. The Lord gave you life, you understand, like look at yourself in the mirror. You, God's moving at all times and, and we're sent out and we testify and yet people still don't believe us and, and they believe that we're making up some kind of lie when we tell them we've been set free when, when we've been given words and, and I share my testimony sometimes and be careful what happens when you share your testimony because the devil will try to come and tell you that's not real the devil will try to come and tell you you know, through people, oh well maybe this happened because of this and then you'll start doubting yourself man that's happened to me that's happened so many times to me. There was a point where I thought, man, I'm not going to share my tes- testimony anymore. But that is a lie from the devil because your testimony is so powerful. You've got to understand that. God, what God has done in your life, no man can take away. No man in this world can ever take away. So be careful when you go forth and you preach the gospel because the devil's going to come and try to take you down because you're doing the work of God. Continuously preach the gospel and testify. If you don't know what else to say, say Jesus loves you. You need to repent of your sin. He's coming back. And share what God has done in your life. See, now, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, they saw Jesus perform many miracles. They heard people testify, but yet they still did not believe. They were teaching doctrines that were not according to Christ. And so they were leading people astray. We, we, we see here, in the beginning, the Sadducees are questioning Christ. They're not believing Him. And then Jesus Christ continues going, continues to go with his disciples and what does he tell him he says be careful i love how christ cares about his disciples how he's warning them and he's teaching them but he doesn't speak directly he doesn't say you know x y and z is going to happen but first he says be careful be on your guard against the yeast of the pharisees and the sadducees and today i'm here to tell you to be careful, to be on your guard. There's many people in this place, and I myself, you know, we've recently given our lives over to the Lord. Praise God, I'm going on a little bit more than two years. And there's some that's out here for a month, a couple months, you know, be careful, be on your guard. Because there's people around you who look like they're, they're good, they're trying to do good, but are trying to teach you things that are not right. They're trying to slip things into your mind to, to lead you astray. Jesus Christ turns to his disciples and he says, be careful. Be on your guard against the yeast of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And and see, Jesus continues to have that. He preaches to to them, to the religious people. He talks to them. He shares with them. But he still says, be careful. He doesn't say, stay away from them or you need to hate them or never come around them. But he says, be careful and be on guard. Because yes, Jesus Christ loves, he loves. And he wants all of us to come to repentance. But the ones who are totally given over to him, he has favor over them. And he's going to give them wisdom and knowledge on how to act. So my message to you today is be on your guard. See, a lot of times when we give our lives over to God, we're naive and we're, we're just, we want, we're so accepting of everything, of everyone who says they are Christian and we get so excited. You know, I remember I used to meet people on the street and they're like, oh, I'm Christian. i am like, great. You know, but that doesn't mean anything nowadays. That does not mean anything. You know, the word of God says test every spirit. And we'll get to that in a minute. People want to come and tell you they're Christian. My next question should have been, are you born again? And when did you give your life over to Christ? Have you been set free from sin? See, that is a Christian, someone who comes, gives their life over to God, who is changed and transformed. They're born again and they're washed on the inside. And the outside reflects what's on the inside. So we need to be on our guard at all times. When I first got saved, a couple of months after I first got saved, there was people in the church, and they were here, and they were worshiping God, and they loved God, and they spoke Christianese, and they were, you know, just praising Jesus. And and I remember sitting in the, in the parking lot with this girl, and she just starts telling me things about my pastor. I've never shared this before. Maybe I should. But she started saying things, and I didn't know. I didn't know any better. Here this girl loves Jesus. You know, she's always talking. She's always, you know, talking about God and, and trying to do Bible studies with me. And I'm listening to her. And, and it got to me. You know, not to say that I was like, I was talking about bad about my pastor, but for the fact that I was sitting there and I was listening, entertaining her thoughts and not realizing because I was naive. I didn't know how to discern the difference between a sister and someone who's trying to come in and cause division. Do you understand what I'm saying? People are trying to come in and cause division between you and your brothers and sisters around you. Between you and the Lord. Because once you let division come into you, into your life, into the church, you're going to cause division between the body of Christ. And that's wrong. Everybody say, that's wrong. It goes downhill from there. So praise God. I did not listen to her. And, you know, God took her out. Let me tell you something. Christ does not play with sin all right when it's in the place it gets exposed and if you don't want to deal with the sin then you're out when you're messing with the things of God in a place that, that has been totally devoted and given to God if you don't want to clean up your mess God is going to take you out so what I'm telling you today is be on your guard against people who want to come in and and lead you astray people in this world demand, d- demand a sign but are still unbelieving I'm going back to that. People have seen God move in amazing ways. I know this girl who's been prophesied over and, and she's she loves God with all of her heart but is still living for this world. And that goes back to the Pharisees and I want you to, to not to be not to be discouraged by that, but to continue praying. There's many people like Jared was I'm um, sorry, who was praying. Andrew was praying on that list that we have here every. Every um, 45 minutes before every service, we put a list up of people who need to be saved, who are going to be saved. And Andrew was talking about they're trying, and they're trying. So don't be discouraged. Keep Continue to pray for them because those are the people who are on the, on the verge to giving their life over to God. But there's something holding them back. There's shackles on their feet that need to be broken. And see, the Pharisees and the Sadducees needed to be set free. They needed to be set free from the mentality of religion, that religious attitude. They needed to be set free from the pride that was built up in their lives growing up. So Jesus continues to go and he warns his disciples I want us to turn to Matthew 13:31. He warns his disciples. And here he tells them another parable. He says, "The kingdom of God is like a mustard seed which is a man which a man took and planted in his field. Though it is the smallest of your seeds, yet when it grows it is the largest of garden plants and becomes a tree." so that the birds of the air come and perch in its branches. He told them still another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman took and mixed into a large amount of flour until it worked all through the dough. So here you have the yeast. The yeast is usually, it means sin. But here the yeast is a good thing. So the yeast can be... Is normally a bad thing, but in this parable right here, it's a good thing. So think about a little yeast. Have you, who's in here has baked bread before? Raise your hand. I have. And you think, how much yeast do you put in there? A little tiny, tiny bit. Alright? And here, in this parable, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven is like yeast. Where'd you go? The kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman took and mixed into a large amount of flour until it worked all through the dough. A little bit goes a long way, right? And that's all we need. And so I'm so glad that you only need that little bit. But now think about sin. Just a little bit of sin in your life, a little bit of people coming in and telling you just a little bit can go a long way. Let me tell you, when that girl was talking to me, that lasted, those thoughts. Those words were in my head for a long time. Everything she said, I began to doubt. Well, maybe it's true. Well, maybe this. And, you know, just a little bit of sin goes a long way. So when divisive people come around and they want to start telling you things that are not true, you need to tell them. You need to be on your guard. You need to be careful. You need to rebuke them and tell them to get away. Everybody say, get away. Get away. Leave me alone. Tell them, you need Jesus. Everybody say, you need Jesus. The fellowship that we have among brothers is important. If anybody in this place has ever taken the 101 class, you learned that three of the most important things in your walk with God, somebody yell out the first one. Prayer. Read the Bible. And the third one, Christian fellowship. That is so important. So many people think they don't need that, that they can do this walk with God on their own, and that is a lie from the devil. Because the minute that you try to do this walk, alone you're going to fall you're going to be tempted and so what we're here to tell you is be on your guard though because although it's so important the christian fellowship the people that you surround yourself with are gonna are gonna determine what you're like the way that you act the the way that you speak that's all going to determine how you are so so christian fellowship yes it's important very very extremely important and we say you know get connected and if you have friends in the world you know what it's it's great it's awesome but you need to if you're spending all your time with these people something's wrong you're going to start slipping you're going to start falling in different areas you don't want so get around people who love Christ who are totally devoted and sold out for Jesus Christ amen everybody says i want to be say, tell your neighbor look at your neighbor i want to be your friend all right? Say, I want to be your friend. All right? Look up at me. Everybody, we need to guard. We need to be careful and guard ourselves. All right? Today's message is just, is just to open up some eyes in this place. All right? We've, a lot of us have not been saved that long, and I want you to be able to discern who your true friends are. Who are the people that are around you? Are they trying to build you up? Are they trying to tear you down? Do they want to see you do great things for Jesus? Do they want to push you and encourage you? Or are they jealous of what you're doing for Christ? Do they want to join you in activities where you're going to glorify God? Or do they want to go elsewhere? Think about about the last conversations that you've had with your closest friends. Were they about Christ? Or were they about something else? This is very important. These people are going to determine who you are. What is that saying? Tell me who your friends are and I'll tell you who you are. I remember my mom saying that to me all the time and it's true. So we need to be on our guard on who we let into our inner circle, who we share our personal things with. Yes, you can have friends in this world, but be on your guard. Let's turn to 2 Peter 3.17. The Lord is warning us at all times. It's, It's just great how God loves us so much and how he's teaching us at all times. You know how he's protecting us in all areas of our lives. In, in places where we're tempted, in places, you know, a lot of people in this room, if I ask you, you know, what's something that you struggle with, you'll tell me, boom, 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 I struggle with this, I struggle with fear, I struggle with sadness and bitterness. But a lot of people don't understand that an area of weakness can be friendships, can be people around us. And, and God is teaching us, and he's teaching me still today. This is, this is something for me. It's like don't just trust the first person, you know, who tells you that loves Jesus, that knows the word of God. So let's read the scripture. It says, Therefore, dear friends, since you already know this, be on your guard, so that you may not be carried away by the error of lawless men and fall from your secure position, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To Him be glory both now and forever. Amen. Do not be carried away by the error of lawless men, Many people want to come and they just want to take us away. They want to come. You know what? We've got to be careful who we watch on TV. Those, those um, televangelists, come on. We've got to watch those people who we glorify. And we like to put them up on a pedestal because they're on TV. We've got to be careful. These people are trying to carry us away. And they're trying to lead us and, and fool us into thinking that we're receiving the gospel, that we're receiving something true and genuine from God, when, re- when in reality it's just a lie from the devil. We've got to be careful. We've got to be on, on guard. Let's turn to Acts twenty twenty nine. He says, I know, this is Paul speaking, I know that after I leave, savage wolves will come in among you and will not spare the flock. Even from your own number, men will arise and distort the truth in order to draw away disciples after them. So be on your guard, Remember that for three years I never stopped warning each of you night and day with tears. So Paul here, he's not it's not even a joke to him. He's praying about this night and day that because he knows that the minute that he leaves them, people are going to come in and try to distort the truth about the gospel. Brothers and sisters, today I tell you, be on your guard. Be on your guard at all times with the person that you like, with the person that you're thinking about marrying. You know, women, men, you got your eyes focused on a certain someone, be on your guard. Be on your guard because the devil, your enemy is what? He's prowling around waiting for someone to devour you. He wants to take you down and if he can't take you down with sexual perversion, if he can't take you down in fear, if he can't take you down in any way else, he's going to find a foothold somewhere. So today, my prayer for you is that you would guard yourself at all times with one another, that you would guard the relationship, the special relationship that you have within this circle and within your church, because it's special, it's pure, and it's genuine. And if it's not, then you need to get rid of it. You need to talk to that person. You need to sit down and you need to say, you know what? This is not working. You shine your light, you expose the truth, and then you keep going. You give that relationship unto the Lord. A lot of people want to say, well, you know, I want to be this person's friend because I'm the only one that's going to deal with them. I'm the only one that's going to be able to preach the gospel. Then you don't know the God that you serve. God is going to move. God is going to have his way no matter what. And you do not need to put your own walk with God in jeopardy for someone else. If, you, if a relationship is going to cause you to fall, then you need to cut it loose today. Is anybody else worth your salvation? No. No. So the message today is be on your guard. Be careful who you surround yourselves with at all times.